get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Brad Ausmus spent 18 years as a major league catcher behind the plate. He has also served as a manager in major league baseball in Detroit and Los Angeles as well. And he joins us now via the 101 ESPN hotline. Brad, it's always a pleasure to be able to catch up with you, my friend. How you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing all right. It's been a weird start to the season here in St. Louis, to say the least. They're 12 and 24, Brad. Uh, they're the worst record in the National League so far this year. And the strangest thing that we've seen so far in a season with a lot of twists and turns was this weekend when the Cardinals announced that Wilson Contreras was not going to be serving as a catcher, at least for the foreseeable future. Instead, he would be serving as their primary designated hitter while they worked with him on his pregame preparation. And so that's why we wanted to call you because you've served in the role as a manager where you work with catchers and you served in that role as an everyday catcher as well. When you hear all of that and you hear that Wilson Contreras, who's been an all-star in this league, has won a World Series as a catcher, has been removed at least for the time being as the everyday catcher here in St. Louis. How did that hit your ears? I was a little surprised. You know, you, you go out and sign a free agent catcher to that type of contract. You assume the position he plays being part of the value of the contract. Uh, but I do kind of have to give credit to the Cardinals organization because they are facing this head on. Uh, they're not kowtowing to, to anybody. They're saying, listen, this is a problem. We need to play better. We need to fix it. Uh, he's a veteran. He's making good money, but the team has to win and the team comes first. So I, I kind of give them as surprising as it is. I give them credit for really facing this head on. I am surprised by that, Brad, because I mean, so many people in St. Louis are reacting like, Oh, the Cardinals handled this poorly. How did it get to this point? Just from a manager's perspective, would you have preferred this to stay maybe a little bit more quiet as it's gone along? Or do you think that it has been handled the right way? Uh, you can't keep this quiet. Uh, everyone's going to notice if, if Wilson Contreras is DHing every day and not catching, that's not something that can be handled quietly. So when you go through something like this, Brad, and you're looking into the pregame preparation for a catcher, like I said, you, you served in the role as a manager. You have been the guy that is preparing for the game as the catcher yourself. Can you take us into that work, what it looks like for you to prepare for a game? What what goes into some of that for maybe us in the audience or us as hosts that have never played in that role? Well, I think for years, probably the last half of my career, about 10 years as a player, that's what I did. I, I prepared the opposing lineup scouting reports prior to every uh, every series 
from the time I was, uh, oh, I'd say probably right around 2000 until the end of my career. And that, that spanned from the Tigers to the Astros, uh, all the way through the Dodgers when I was a backup to Russell Martin. Um, and I think, in fact, that's probably part of the reason the Dodgers signed me at the time was that they had a young Russell Martin and, and they wanted him to kind of learn. And so I, I remember distinctly sitting in the food room with Russell Martin and, and often AJ Ellis and, and the bullpen catcher at the time, uh, Mike Borzello, uh, who actually worked with Wilson Contreras in Chicago. Uh, and we prepared the sky reports uh, on a regular basis, on a series by series basis um, throughout the entire season. And that's, that's the reports that we use to attack the opposing hitters. Uh, so I'm, I'm very familiar with the process, but every team's process is a little different. And the process nowadays is certainly involves a lot more data, um, but you're still boiling it down to strengths and weaknesses of, of the pitcher versus strengths and weaknesses of the hitter. Brett, have you seen guys get significantly better with that over time? How difficult is it to teach to a catcher, especially some someone like Wilson Contreras, for example? Who, I mean, he's not a 22-year-old kid at this point in his career. He is a, he's a proven big league player. How difficult is that to teach at this point in a player's career? Uh, it's much easier to teach nowadays than it used to be because there is so much more information and there's so much more preparation. Um, I would say the irony of it as a catcher is you, as you get older, the experience helps greatly because you recognize situations within the game or with a hitter immediately as opposed to having to be told about them after the fact when you first get up to the big league. So um, it definitely can be taught. It usually gets taught easier. It usually gets better with age. You don't see a lot of catchers become worse game uh, callers or preparers uh, as they get older. Um uh, but a lot of time, it just depends on how the organization prepares and whether, the, you know, you got to give a little bit of leeway to, to Wilson Contreras. He was with the Cubs for all those years, um, prepared a particular way. Now he's going to a new organization that may prepare a little bit differently. Uh, he's probably got some thoughts of his own because of experience. And, and uh, there could be some bumps in the road, but it wouldn't shock me if he was back behind the plate again at some point. Brad, the the other question that we've been seeing a lot of when it comes to all of this with Wilson Contreras and the struggles with the pitching staff this season has brought up, you know, how much impact has, has Pitchcom had on all of these things that have come up for the Cardinals this season? Uh, in your opinion, how much impact do you feel like that could be having on both Wilson Contreras and the pitching staff? There, There is an impact. Uh... A little bit because of pitch con, a little bit because of the pitch clock. You don't have as much time to think things through. And as a catcher, you're you're basically in your mind running through a checklist of items before you call each pitch. And you know, if there's if there's a dozen items you run through, you immediately because of the situation, you can discount seven or eight of them. Um, you still have to run through that check checklist. And if, if you've got 15 to 20 seconds to figure this out, uh, it does speed up the process. And that includes oftentimes having to get signs from the bench. So. Um, I would say it, it has an impact. It probably takes an adjustment to do to deal with it. Uh, but eventually, I, I do believe most catchers will, will, will handle it fine. Brad Osmus is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Former Major League Baseball manager, spent a number of years behind the plate as a catcher as well. Uh, Brad, I, I just wanted to ask you, you said at, at the end of one of your answers a, a couple of minutes ago that you believe that at some point, Contreras will be able to get back to being a catcher. I, when... When you're a team, I am curious, maybe you had these conversations, whether it was with the Tigers or with the Angels in your role as the manager there. When you're looking for a free agent catcher, I would assume that the Cardinals knew because a lot of us on the outside looking in knew 
Wilson Contreras' strength was not what he did behind the plate as a game caller. His strength was what he brings to the table as a bat. When you're going through the, whether it's the interview process or the uh, evaluation period of what he's going to bring to you as a catcher, shouldn't they have known beforehand that this is who he's going to be as a player? Is is that a fair critique of the organization and their handling of this? Um, You know, each organization has different needs. I will say catchers, generally speaking, unless they're somewhat of an elite, an elite offensive player, catchers are going to have a much bigger impact in the catcher's box than in the batter's box. Uh, you know, you talk about calling a game probably being the most important part, but um, you know, getting pitches called receiving blocking balls in the dirt, controlling the running game, which is the importance of which has been added to with the, with the uh, two disengagements. Um, it's a, it's, it's certainly an organizational decision on what your needs are going into the following season as, as you sign free agents. Um, but I do personally believe the impact is greater on the defensive side. Now, I'm a little bit biased. I was a, a defensive catcher, so <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. Uh, Brad, kind of getting away from the Wilson Contreras thing a little bit and just looking big picture at the Cardinals, has uh, it'd be a dumb question to ask you if it's surprised you with the performance that's taken place for the Cardinals, but what about their struggles has stuck out to you? Uh, you know, we had a similar season in 2005. I think what's going to end up being a similar season with the Astros in 2005, we ended up going to the World Series, and uh, it's pretty well chronicled. You may remember we, we started the season in Houston 15 and 30, 15 games under 500, and, and that was the middle of May. And uh, we were we were written off for dead. Um, so I, I kind of look at the Cardinals in a similar fashion in that they have a lot of guys who are underperforming, and in baseball, water tends to find its level. Um, you know, maybe as players age, maybe it, it doesn't quite find the same level, but it's still going to be somewhat near the production that you've seen in the past. At least that's generally speaking. So I feel like the Cardinals are probably underperforming right now in terms of their record. And there will be a correction. I mean, if you think about the Cardinals a few years back, what they win 17 in a row uh, when, they, when they went to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I, I just, it doesn't always happen I, in the fast food, social media time, where fans like, like to get upset if things aren't going perfectly for six straight months. Uh, it gives everyone something to talk about. I, I just, I'm not a panic person. I think you, uh, you got to take you, you got to, you got to understand it's a six month season. You're a little bit over the six of the way through it. If they play well for the next four and a half months, especially with the expanded playoffs, the Cardinals will be fine. Brad, I'm glad you brought up that team in 2005. It's somebody, it's a team that we've referenced because it's one of three in the last 30 years that lost at least 20 of their first 32 games that went on to make the playoffs. It's you guys, uh, the 01 Oakland A's that ended up having the Moneyball movie made out of them, <laughs> and then the 2014 Pirates. What changed in your mind for that team in 2005? How was it able to come together and you guys to stick together to eventually go on that run to the World Series? You know, there wasn't a, there wasn't a, an instance or a game that turned it around. You just you, you can't have a rearview mirror. There's nothing you can do about the record at this point in the season. The record is what it is. You can only do something about the next pitch, the next inning, the next game. And I think if you remove the rearview mirror and keep looking forward, that helps. It helps focus on what you have to do, and, and it keeps the focus very simple. Um, 
it's it's a it's a very long season. I have kind of reiterated a couple times, but it's a very long season. And, uh, you know, sometimes decisions have to be made for the deadline, which seems to shorten the season, the trade deadline, when I, when I say deadline. Um, but again, the Cardinals right now, they have guys that aren't playing up to what their norm is. And generally, players finish the season somewhat near their norm. Brad, final question. We'll get you out of here on this. And thanks so much for the time, as always. You guys had Roy Oswalt, Andy Pettit, and Roger Clemens leading the front line of that rotation uh, the Cardinals starters have been so far this year, at least the weakness of their team. Do you think the Cardinals have the pitching to make the kind of run that you guys did in 2005? I actually like the starters that they have. Um, and I do think a couple of them fall into the underperforming category right now. Uh, so if, if they can, if they can start to pitch a little bit better and the offense starts to click at the same time, you can run off a streak of, of 10 out of 15 or 12 out of 18 or something like that. And, and all of a sudden the, the record starts to look a little bit more palatable. Brad Osmus is a former major league manager, former major league catcher as well, was a part of that 2005 Houston Astros team that started out the season 15 and 30 and then ended up going to the World Series. Brad, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hopefully we'll talk with you again soon when the Cardinals are uh, getting closer to being back on track. All right, that sounds good, guys.